welcome to lovely Las Vegas for Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Cheers, and now part of the Beeson family of podcasts. And got a great podcast for you today as we're going to be having a two-part chat with Rocco Miller. He does a great job as a bracketologist. You're able to catch him on Twitter at Rocco Miller 8. He does a great job when it comes to all the scheduling with just keeping things straight there. Actually has a lot of communication with a lot of these schools. So we're going to get a little bit more insight as to what's been happening with all these postponements, cancellations, things that the NCAA might be looking at to try to prevent these as much as possible because you're going to notice in the first segment when I recap everything that we wound up seeing for Christmas. Two of the four games that we were supposed to be getting wound up getting canceled, so that was very unfortunate, but Rocco does a great job of being able to dive in on this. We're also going to be chatting with him just about what he's seen this college basketball season in general and also something that's very important to us injury information, COVID-19 information, just how to be able to gauge this, how difficult it has been as well. So we're going to be talking about that in the second and third segments. I want to make this a little bit shorter because we've got no games on the betting board, so there will be no bank shots, which means that there will be no money won. There will be no money loss as well. We've got one game for Monday and then on Tuesday, things will be picking up from there and that means that it's going to be a little bit more bare these next few days, so if there's anything that you want me to discuss on this podcast, if there's just any thing that you want me to dive into in general. You've got one or two ways to be able to these in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at Jaren Scorty1. Keep in mind, letters EM. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're both fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Like I said, unfortunately, we did wind up having two games get canceled with regards to the Diamond Egg Classic. And if you're looking for more picks when it comes to the NFL, I wound up doing a lot with regards to the Greg Peterson experience from 10 p.m. Pacific to 1 a.m. If you're downloading this very early, it's actually still going on, but you're able to catch that on the VEASAN Best Bets podcast. So I've got you guys all covered there. I wound up doing a little bit of college football these last few days as well. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. But let's take a look back at the two games that we wound up seeing Christmas Day. Try to find out a little bit more about these teams and try to find some trends. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. The final two days of the Diamond Classic, so the six games that we wound up getting in total, all wound up going over. South Florida, they were able to hang in there in the first half against Wyoming, and then they got bludgeoned in the second half by a count of 44 to 24. And that one, Wyoming wins and covered 77 to 57. The final for South Florida, there were a bunch of shoots right around 23% from three, and they went two of 12 from distance. Now, Russell Chua, the seven footer, he wound up coming in off the bench in this one, wound up having four fellows and as many points as myself and for Wyoming. They wind up going 10 of 24 from three-point range. Graham, EK, 20 points, seven rebounds. This looks like a team that's going to be very solid out there in the Missouri Valley Conference as this looks like a team that's going to be very solid out there in the Mountain West Conference. You had Hunter Maldonado, Dolal, 10 assists, 22 points. Wyoming in the top 40 with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis and just the second over for South Florida in 12 games that they played this season. And then you wind up seeing Liberty lose but cover against BYU by a count of 82-75 for Liberty. They wound up just having a case in which they wound up having to fall a little bit late as you wound up having BYU go 29 of 35 from the free throw line. They went just 3 of 19 from three-point range, but the guy that was able to put this team over the top, a little bit more of an unlikely guy is Fusani Treyer. 19 points, 13 rebounds. This is a BYU team that actually has quite a bit of depth, and for Liberty, they go 11 of 27 from three-point range. Your star player Darius McGee, another big game. 29 points, so he had 70 in total in the last two games. 
of this tournament, but really nobody else past him was able to do a whole heck of a lot. You did have Shiloh Robinson be able to give you 11 points, but for Liberty, they were outdone on the glass by kind of 35 to 23, which is a big reason why they weren't able to get this outright win. And for Liberty, I mean, they did a good job of being able to slow down BYU a little bit, but BYU certainly was able to get a little bit more of their pace. So that's why we wound up seeing this total wind up going over the total when it comes to just overall this season. We haven't seen necessarily too much demonstrative when it comes to overs and unders, but if you are taking a look at the last three days in college basketball, it's been very fascinating because overall for the college basketball season, right around 50.6, 50.7-ish percent of games have wound up going under the total. But if you look at the last 30 days, it has actually been very good to overs as 50.4% of games go over. So 514 overs to 506 unders. So that's what we wanted to see in college basketball on Christmas. Like I said before, we do not have any games for today, unfortunately. So instead, we're going to be having a great two-part chat with Rocco Miller. He does a great job just having his finger on the pulse of college basketball. Going to be talking about these recent cancellations teams trying to get things figured out with regards to scheduling. For those of you guys that have win totals with regards to college basketball, some good news for you with the fact that we aren't going to be having forfeits and just how the NCAA is going to be trying to cut down on some of these situations like we wound up seeing with canceled games over the last week. Two-part chat with Rocco starts next right here on Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eubes-Pearson, now part of the VEASAN Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show slash podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. And over at BetterHelp, they're helping you try to be able to ease up on your life a little bit more because I'm sure that you, much like myself, wish you had a little bit more time on your hands, whether that be to pursue a hobby. I myself could use a little bit of sleep as I've been handicapping about like 300 games a week and you're not able to get a lot of sleep when you're working that much. So hopefully you appreciate it on this podcast. But that said, Therapy can be exactly what you need to be able to get a little bit more time on your hands to pursue exactly what you love. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Coast today. That's C-O-A-S-T to be able to get 10% off through your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Coast. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> We're back here in Monkey Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eames Tears, and now a part of the Beeson family of podcasts. And it is great to be joined by our guests as Rocco Miller does an absolutely terrific job of just keeping his finger on the pulse of college basketball. You're able to catch him at his site, bracketeer.org, where he does a great job with regards to bracketology. But on top of that, he does a great job of being able to keep things straight with regards to college basketball schedules. A lot of these games that wound up just popping up out of the blue the last few days. He was really on top of those games as well. So he does a great job of being able to keep everything straight with regards to that. And it's just a great resource in general when it comes to college basketball and to be able to follow Rocco Miller on Twitter. That is that is his name, Rocco Miller. And then the number eight and Rocco, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Greg, appreciate you having me back on. It's a nice relaxing time that we've had here over the break. And I think it's one of the only times you'll ever have me on where I'll be able to say that. So I wanted to get that in. <laughs> I am constantly racking my head with either schedule information or studying matchups or working with coaches. There's just so many things going on in this sport all year long that this has been a nice little break for us. I do agree that it is nice that we've got a little bit of a break, but what is really unfortunate is that we are seeing so many games that have been postponed slash canceled due to COVID-19. I know that many conferences have done away with the whole forfeiture rule because when that water coming into effect, it was to try to get teams vaccinated. I don't care how you feel about vaccinations, but a lot of these teams wanted following these rules. And if you have teams following the rules and they still wind up forfeiting, you just can't wind up having that. So that's been good. But just how difficult has it been in general to keep up with this? Because I, I remember last year, I think that the most teams that we wound up having on a COVID pause at one time was right around probably like 25, maybe we had 30, but I felt like it was 25. And as we're sitting here right now, there's north of 40 and all have come within the last 10 days. Right. And I think it's just the timing of the surge hitting the country from coast to coast, right? If you've tracked a little bit of what's happened in the UK and plenty of places in the world where this has already taken effect, like South Africa, this was kind of inevitable, sadly. But I think the good news this time around, Greg, is I'm not a health expert by any means, but I'm just saying in terms of the percentage of the players and teams and staffs, traveling parties, et cetera, is much greater. Of course, vaccines are available now. So they are, in general, not as many being seriously sick. You know, last year, for, for various reasons, we actually had two head coaches pass away. And I just felt like last year was a much more uncertain time. And this year is certainly still some uncertainty out there. But I do think the good news with what we've seen in this trend in this latest variant is that teams and players and everybody associated are recovering faster. The other thing that I'm seeing is the leagues as a whole moved really quickly. You know, we saw in about a 72-hour period this past week, almost every major league, I think only the Missouri Valley is the one that's kind of holding steady on their forfeit rule. But I do think all the major leagues and the majority of the mid-major leagues, I know out here the Big West has already changed their policy to where it's actually going to be a canceled no contest game if it cannot be rescheduled. But forfeits out the window, like you mentioned, the whole idea behind the forfeit was 
to encourage teams and get their travel parties, as many folks vaccinated so they could get the games played. For the masses out there, let's be honest, this is a business. This is a very big business, a multi-billion dollar business. And these games have a lot on riding on them. There's nobody out there trying to postpone a game or cancel a game. Everybody is doing everything in their power to make sure games get played. And believe me, during the holiday season right now, there are multiple people, a lot of people with power uh, ensuring that a week like this doesn't happen again. So everything within the control, regardless of health, to get games played and find schedule dates, alter rules, make sure there's no forfeits. If eventually they have to do no fans for a while, we might see that. But ultimately, everybody's got the same goal in mind, and that's to get games played. Yep, because those TV deals, they are worth a lot to the NCAA. They're worth a lot to these conferences, to these individual schools. The list goes on and on. And when you wind up having no product out there, a lot of people, that is not good. I mean, it certainly is bad for people like me who want to try to make some money off of these games. So pretty much it's a no-win situation for anyone, as we do have Rocco Miller joining me on the podcast. And we have seen... Quite a few of these leagues wind up altering health and safety protocols to this point. Obviously, the NFL has been the most notorious of them. We know that the NFL, above all other leagues, they are going to cancel for absolutely nothing. They are going to try to play, and they are going to try to play no matter what. Do you think that there might be a little bit of alteration when it comes to the new year with regards to the NCAA trying to get a couple more games in, or do you think that it's going to remain pretty status quo because we haven't seen quite a few of these leagues wind up tweaking some things? So the conferences themselves will move at different speeds and paces. I think the savvy commissioners, I think all of them are darn qualified and savvy, but you'll probably see leagues do everything in their power to make sure games get played. And so, you know, a lot of that is sometimes is beyond their control. You know, if you're in a if you're in a part of the country like maybe the SoCon or the SEC or the Missouri Valley or the Big 12, it might be a little bit easier for you as a commissioner to, you know, work with local governments and so forth to make sure you can get games played and get the buy-in from everybody you need. If you're out in different parts of the country, maybe like the East Coast or the West Coast, where things are a little bit tighter and stricter, and here in California, we're we're probably going to be dealing with lockdowns of some variety. I think mask mandates are back. And so that stuff's going to ebb and flow more in the East and West Coast, where you'll see a school like Northeastern, who actually announced last week, they're not going to have fans until I think January 15th. So That's where it gets a little unpredictable, but I think fans and listeners of the show need to understand that this is all controlled at the conference level, especially when we get into conference play here in January, and it's also at the school level. So the NCAA, they'll make their blanket recommendation, which is what they did for the forfeit rule to be overturned, but that's about all they have override on. They control the NCAA tournament, and they make recommendations to the conferences from there. It's up to each school in each conference. It really does come down to that particular institution, where their comfort level is, where their alumni. The interesting thing about this sport is you're not going to have like an NFL where it's going to work for everybody. I do think, like I said before, leagues like the SEC and Big 12 will be the first to operate like an NFL and get their games and get their dollars. Yep, I am in total agreement there. And when it comes to a lot of these games that we have seen postponed and really the ones that we've seen canceled in general are more or less the non-conference games. Most of the conference games, they're postponed. They're going to try to get those in if at all possible because you have a little bit more leniency there when it comes to conference play because typically teams are playing about 
two times a week. You don't want to be having teams playing like back-to-backs or anything like that. But at the same time, you want to be trying to get in those games rather than like Boston College playing against some team from the Northeastern Conference. You can live without that a little bit more. So I do think that that is going to be coming into play a little bit as well. And we were tweeting about this as well with everything that's been coming about Rocco. Just all the general injuries that we've seen in college basketball. We'll be talking about this on the other side, trying to gauge player availability, why you wind up seeing less injury information, obviously, COVID-19 information, and just talk a little bit about what we can expect the rest of the season as well. That is coming up next right here on Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eubsierson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops, and now a part of the Visa Family Podcast. And we're being rejoined by Rocco Miller, does a great job over there with Bracketeer.org and really just has his finger on the pulse of college basketball in general. Someone that you're able to follow on Twitter at Rocco Miller 8. And I was mentioning it on the other side. We've both been tweeting about this with regards to trying to gauge who's all going to be in the game as well. Because as we know, when it comes to the NCAA, they are under more HIPAA rules. So you're going to be seeing less and less information released by schools, conferences, the NCAA, what have you, about injury information than, say, 
a league like the NFL, a league like the NBA, MLB, list goes on and on because these are not paid employees. These are college students. So you wind up having that. And I do think that it can be difficult, whether you're betting on these games, whether you're just a casual fan, to keep up with who's all going to be in slash out because we've seen many instances in which we wind up seeing like a star player get ruled out for a team and it's not released until like, 10 minutes before the game with a local beat writer. And that leads to disappointment for betters and fans alike. Yeah. And a couple of thoughts on that. So, you know, last Saturday, I mean, uh, there was a full slate of games. Some of them got canceled. Majority got played, which was great. Just the first half of the day, I think I found nine teams with sudden announcements within an hour or less of tip off that their star or one of their top two or three players were going to be out. And it was just like, holy crap, like drastic difference in what to expect out of that game. And as a bracketologist, I'm not on the betting side, but I'm on the bracketology side. You know, a topic over the last decade, decade and a half, that continually gets brought up is like, how do you look at results when star players didn't play? You know, it was a side note for me for most of the years I've been doing this. Up until the year that Notre Dame had their star player out, this was just a few years back, and the NCAA committee came out and said they were the last team out of the field I would have had them about the 14th team out. So clearly it's a big deal when star players miss time or how they evaluate teams at the end of the year. So the COVID era, you know, it's our third season now. So it's technically we could call it an era, I think, Greg. It creates a lot more discussion. I mean, I am, uh, me and you, we're extremely analytical, I would say. And I hope the committee members are like us because there's so many results that are going to be on team sheets when they're trying to decide who's in, who's out, where to seed them that are so explainable if you're following day in and day out like we do, maybe a person in that room only pays attention the last month of the year and it just looks like a blowout when it was all mainly because a star player was. The other thing I would just say real quick on rescheduling, with all the rules that you beautifully laid out in college athletics with HIPAA and not having to disclose the individual's reasons for being sick or really just any real information about the reason why you needed to cancel a game or not, you know, participate, I think that does leave quite a bit of wiggle room. I'm not going to speculate too much on it. But if you're a team like a UCLA or a Colorado State, and you've had a great, and I'm, I'm not trying to pick on those two, I'm just giving an example, and you've had a great non-conference, and there's an opportunity there to maybe not reschedule a game, and you've already got a great resume, like what is your motivation to go schedule three or four games in a week when everybody else is playing two later in the year? And so maybe a program that's established with a great resume you know, they might have different motivations than a team that's closer to the bubble. You know, I hope that's not in play, but reading through the leaves for the last two years, it kind of looks like some of that happens. So yeah, the rescheduling thing is very interesting because I get to talk to coaches basically across the board, really strong programs, middle of the pack programs and bottom feeders, and they all have very different motivations. So trying to play matchmaker is a very interesting thing for me, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it certainly has been so interesting because I thought we were going to be getting a really good one between George Mason and Wisconsin. I thought that that was going to be a great game. Unfortunately, that one wound up falling by the wayside. And well, when it comes to the new year, that's when really the non-conference play does stop. So I do think that when it comes to all these teams that have been dealing with COVID-19 pauses, unlike last season as well, because we're talking about injury information, as we recall last year, COVID-19 wound up wreaking havoc on a lot of these teams. and. You can attribute a lot of good slash bad seasons to whether or not a team wound up having to deal with the COVID-19 pause. At the very least, I feel like the playing field is a little bit more even for a lot of these teams because with the cancellations, with the teams going on pause right now, it's never ideal to wind up having this. But as we know, Christmas break winds up kicking in. A lot of these teams, they only play like one or two games the final week or two because you've got finals layered in there as well. So 
just with regards to the point of all these last second guys being ruled out, all these late scratches and postponements, what have it, what have you. I would argue that it's happened at the best time of the year. And if things can be a little bit more normalized when it comes to the start of the calendar year of 2022, I think that that would be for the best. And I think that you're going to see a more true result than you wound up seeing last year. Not sure if you agree with that or not, but when it comes to the timing of everything that we've been seeing with these cancellations, I would argue that if you're going to have it at any time, you'd probably want to have it right now. So that way teams that are dealing with it, they're a little bit less behind the eight ball than they would normally be if it was like, say, in January or even in November. Yeah, I generally would agree with that, Greg. I really do hope that we can get to a point, you know, whether it's late January or even mid-January where it starts to balance back out. We get almost all 359 or 358 back on the court. That would really be ideal. But I do think, you know, in these upcoming games that we'll, you know, we're going to preview here, we've got some scenarios where, you know, depending on what comes out right before tip off, it's going to shape the way these games go. It's coming Wednesday. Seton Hall is going to play Providence. Seton Hall hasn't played in a while. They took a, the last two games were going to be forfeits. They're now no contest, thankfully for them. But they're going to all of a sudden just be thrown right into a huge game at Providence. Like, you know, what does that look like? Who's available? You, know, you just go right down the line. You got Marquette will play St. John's that night. St. John's was supposed to roll with five or six guys out. Are they all available next week? Are half of them? Is Champagne available? This is going to kind of drag on for a little bit. But like you said, I am optimistic we can get back in a better state. Now, I just hope also that the winter doesn't wreak havoc weather-wise because, you know, in a normal year, we would have weather cancellations here and there. And then, of course, with bad weather, you have to be indoors more, which probably gets more people testing positive. So, yeah, there's a lot of weird little things like that to root for as a fan. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Hopefully, when it comes to everything that we're going to be seeing on Tuesday in college basketball, we'll wind up getting in a lot of these games. Things can hopefully return a little bit more to normal from there. But I know that, Rocco, regardless of what winds up happening, you do a great job with all of this. I know that you've done a lot when it comes to just helping schedule a lot of these college basketball games, just keeping your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening. You do a great job of keeping up with your bracketology. But on top of that, just paying attention to all the little nuances of the game as well. Who's in, who's out, list goes on and on. I truly think that you're one of the best resources for college basketball fans out there. So let the good people at home know how they're able to follow you on social media and just everything that you're doing in general. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Appreciate that. So yeah, on, on social media, I'm on Twitter primarily at Rocco Miller and the number eight. My website is bracketsheer.org. Here in January, things are really going to crank up in terms of doing bracket forecasting. The first forecast of this mid-season forecast will come shooting for the second week of January. I guess third week will be worst case. And then from then on out, from there until mid-March, till we get to the selection Sunday, we'll do at least two updates a week, pretty much daily in March. It's going to get, we have a lot of announcements coming in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that as well. In general, I'd just like to say that, uh, I love the game. I love studying the game. I love watching the film. I, even though I do get my hands in the mix with all the scheduling, I just want everybody to know out there, I, I do it because I love the sport and that makes it fun for me. Appreciate all the uh, kind words, Greg. Rocco does an absolutely terrific job of keeping up with college basketball. He is a man that works tirelessly when it comes to just being able to evaluate the sport. He is involved with so many different things and always does a great job when he's on this podcast as well. So big thanks to Rocco for joining me right here on Coast to Coast Soups. Now a part of the VEASAN family of podcasts and unfortunately a little bit of a shorter podcast today just because, well, we wound up having multiple games get canceled with the Diamond Egg Classic along with just having no games for this college basketball Sunday. So 
So if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcast because on most days, we're going to have picks and analysis on every single game, every single day, but no games today. You're able to subscribe wherever you get them. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart, list goes on and on. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, got one or two ways to be able to throw those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at JarenScore. One, keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Big thanks to Rocco for joining me. This was pre-recorded, not during Christmas. Didn't want to make anyone work during Christmas. And hopefully you wound up having a very great Christmas. And hopefully you all are having a great holiday. I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the college basketball season on this podcast, which means I'll catch you once again tomorrow when we do have one game on the board. Thank you so much for tuning in.